Hey there, how's it going? Welcome back. And it's a day that ends in Y, so that means Marjorie Taylor Greene is out there spewing more lies and conspiracy theories, this time accusing FBI Director Christopher Wray of working for the Democrats. Uh, a couple problems with this. Well, Christopher Wray is a lifelong Republican, and he was appointed by Donald Trump. Watch this. Christopher Wray does his job as the FBI Director, where he puts the party, his party, the Democrat Party, above the country. And that's wrong. It should always be the country above any party. It should be the country first. And he swore an oath uh, for that purpose to the country, uh, not to any political party. Um, and that is why he must be impeached. President Trump is just tweeting about the FBI director. Here's what he says. I said, why don't any Democrats have the spine to introduce articles of impeachment against this traitor? I will be nominating Christopher A. Ray, a man of impeccable credentials, to be the next director of the FBI. Details should follow. It's a day that ends in Y, so that means Marjorie Taylor Greene is out there spewing more lies and conspiracy theories. This time, it keeps. Hold on a second, Congressman. It's a day that ends in Y, so that means Marjorie. Hold on a second, Congressman. Did you just say that the whistleblower or the informant is now missing? Well, we we're hopeful that we could find the informant. Now, remember, these informants are are kind of in the the spy business. You know the whereabouts of the informant. No, ma'am, I do not. Is he missing? Apparently, yes. Yes, they are missing. They're either in court, uh, they're in jail, or we cannot talk with them at this time because they can't be found. Hold on a second, Congressman. Did you just say that the whistleblower... Wow, Fox host Steve Ducey, of all people, just absolutely shredded Republican James Comer for pushing lies about Joe Biden with absolutely zero evidence. Watch this. I know the Republicans said that the smoking gun were these financial records that you uh, were able to subpoena and got your hands on. They show that some of the president's relatives were paid more than $10 million from foreign sources between 2015 and 2017. Uh, and, and your party, uh, the Republican investigators, say that that's proof of uh, influence peddling by Hunter and James. But that's just your suggestion. You don't actually have any facts to that to that point. You've got some circumstantial evidence. And the other thing is, of all those names, the one person who didn't profit is uh, there's no evidence that Joe Biden did anything illegally. And even the House Republicans' own report that they released just two days ago said that they have absolutely nothing. Yet they continue to go on TV. Wow, Fox host Steve Ducey, of all people, just absolutely shredded Republican... Wow, Fox host Steve Ducey of all people. Wow, Fox host Steve Ducey of all people. Wow, 
Fox host Steve Ducey, of all people, just absolutely... Republican hoax, scam, and a fucking scam, Republican port claiming evidence Biden Accepted money from for it was all a fucking Republican hoax. Republican scam. Yet another one. They should be fucking suspended as party. Zero evidence. Right. Ow! No, the fuss. Much ado about nothing. I've sabotaged this country every time they get.
Okay, Trista, let's get back to the show, man. Wow, Fox host Steve Ducey, wow. of all people, just absolutely shredded Republican James Comer for pushing lies about Joe Biden with absolutely zero evidence. Watch this. I know the Republicans said that the smoking gun were these financial records that you uh, were able to subpoena and got your hands on. They'd show that some of the president's relatives were paid more than $10 million from foreign sources between 2018, Ivanka, and, and hundreds of millions of dollars. Republican investigators say that that's proof of uh, influence. While Daddy was in office, they got billions of dollars. Connection to the server timed out. ...by Hunter and James. But that's just your suggestion. You don't actually have any facts to that to that point. You've got, you've got some circumstantial evidence. And the other thing is, of all those names, the one person who didn't profit is uh, there's no evidence that Joe Biden did anything illegally. And even the House Republicans' own report that they released just two days ago said that they have absolutely nothing. Yet they continue to go on TV. Wow, Fox host Steve Ducey. Of Hold on a second, Congressman. Did you just say that the whistleblower or the informant is now missing? Well, we, we're hopeful that we can find the informant. Now, remember, these informants are, are kind of in the, the spy business. Do you know the whereabouts of the informant? No, ma'am, I do not. Fake whistleblowers, fake electors. Is he missing? Fake electors, fake whistleblowers, why don't we suspend the whole party? Wow, Fox hosts... Hi guys, Fred Wilma with the Minus Touch Network. Senator Tommy Tuberville continues his hold on the promotions of a lot of general officers, and he keeps changing his mind. Why? He just did an interview with the local radio station, and y'all gotta hear these words yourself. You mentioned the Biden administration trying to prevent uh, white nationalists from being in the military. Do you believe they should allow white nationalists in the military? Well, they call them that. I call them Americans. I call them Americans. This guy gets dumber by the day, and I don't know how that's possible. Tell me what's wrong. There really is a problem with white nationalists joining the United States military. We know they're trying to. They need to be stopped. He needs to be stopped. They're not dumb, they're dangerous. Continuing to hurt the United States military and our national security, making us weaker on the national stage. Write your senators, tell them to pass these nominations. Alabama, come on, do better than that guy. See you Friday night. Hi guys, Fred Wilma with the Minus Touch Network.
Senator Tommy Tuberville continues his hold on the promotions of a lot of general officers, and he keeps changing his mind. Comedian John Walsh just released a brilliant remix of that CNN This Is An Apple ad after that disastrous Trump Town Hall. Watch this. This is an apple. Some people might try to tell you that it's a banana. It's a banana. Comedian John Walsh just released a brilliant remix of that CNN This Is An Apple ad after that disastrous Trump Town Hall. Watch this. This is an apple. Some people might try to tell you that it's a banana. It's a banana. President Biden uses Trump's disastrous CNN Town Hall in his ads, and it's brilliant. Watch this. We should grow the economy from the middle out and the bottom up, not the top down. Getting rid of uh, Roe v. Wade was an incredible thing. I was able to do it, and I was very honored to do it. The past two years, we've created a record 12.7 million new jobs. Mm. January 6th, it was the largest crowd I've ever spoken to. They were there with love in their heart. That was an unbelievable, and it was a beautiful day. The price of insulin went from four, five, six hundred bucks a month down to $35 a month. They saved the government $160 million. It was a rigged election. We had a rigged election. I thought it was a rigged election. The election was rigged. That election was rigged. President Biden's using Trump's disastrous CNN town hall in his ads, and it's brilliant. Watch this. Here's the bottom line. The modern GOP has become the party of corruption and crime. It's all about powers for them. They put their own power above the people we represent. Their front runner for president is a sexual abuser and has been indicted for his illegal hush money payments to cover up his affair. They won't denounce it. Their key swing vote was in federal custody for allegedly stealing unemployment benefits and lying to Congress, and they won't kick him out. They want to gut the Office of Congressional Ethics, and they want to make it easier for rich people to cheat on their taxes. And now they want to pass a bill that would make it easier for George Santos to get away with fraud. Forget honor, forget principles, forget integrity. All they care about is power at any cost. It is disgraceful, it is shameful, it is wrong, and I urge a no vote on this rule and the underlying bill. Here's the bottom line. The modern GOP has become the party of corruption and crime. It's all about power. McGovern. They put their own power above the people we represent. Their front runner for president is a sexual abuser and has been indicted for his illegal hush money payments to cover up his affair. They won't denounce it. Their key swing vote was in federal custody for allegedly stealing unemployment benefits and lying to Congress, and they won't kick him out. They want to gut the Office of Congressional Ethics. And they won't kick him out. They want to gut the Office of Congressional Ethics. And they want to make it easier for rich people to cheat on their taxes. And not...
easier for rich people to cheat on their taxes. Are you going to take any action against him at this point? Are any of these allegations acceptable to you? What are the charges against him? Well, Is there a charge against him? Congressman George Santos has just been charged by federal prosecutors. Do you believe that he should be removed from Congress? Should he be allowed to continue I'll, I'll to serve? Look, I'll look at the charges. Mr. Speaker, Speaker are you going to continue to stand by George Santos now that he's been indicted on federal charges? And we stand by President Trump after a jury found him liable on sexual abuse? Now, I'm not going to avoid your question, but as you know, I've been at the White House. I haven't seen, it. I haven't seen the indictment. In America, we'll just follow the same pattern we always have, right? If a person is indicted, they're not on committees, they have the right to vote, but they have to go to trial. Santos has just been charged by federal prosecutors. Do you believe that he should be removed from Congress? Should he be allowed to continue I'll, I'll to serve? Look, I'll look at the charges. Mr. Mr. Speaker, are you going to continue to stand by George Santos now that he's been indicted on federal charges? And we stand by President Trump after a jury found him liable on sexual abuse. Now, I'm not going to avoid your question, but as you know, I've been at the White House. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the indictment. In America, we'll just follow the same pattern we always have, right? If a person is indicted, they're not on committees, they have the right to vote, but they have to go to trial. Are you going to take any action against him at this point, or any of these out- Space base found is not liable for- Taco penis, but they become too hot. Ah, Taco penis. that you come too hot through the whole thing. And, and there's- It deserves to be hot. I mean, no, I'm no, sorry. No, 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 you can go there in, in moments without having to become- Kavanaugh showed that when you say- No, no, no. I think there- The thing is, is we did such a horrible job of pushing back on all these stupid stories from the beginning that they're gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna do, he's gonna yeah. rattle off the list. Yes, he is. That you come too hot through the whole thing. And, and there's- It deserves to be hot. I mean, no, I'm no, sorry. No, 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 you can go there in, in moments without having to become Kavanaugh showed that when you say no, no, no. I think the thing is, is we did such a horrible job of pushing back on all these stupid stories from the beginning that they're gonna he's gonna he's gonna do he's gonna yeah. rattle off the list yes he is 
that you come too hot through the whole thing. Hold on a second, Congressman. Did you just that you come too hot through the whole thing? And, and there's it deserves to be hot. I mean, I'm no, sorry. You can go there in in moments without having to become. Kavanaugh showed that when you say. No, no, no. I think they're the thing is, is we did. Hold on a second, Congressman. Wow, Fox host Steve, I guys, Fred Wilmot, the minus. Comedian John Walsh just released President Biden's using Trump's decision. And here's the bottom line. Are you going to take any action against... Three minutes ago, Ron DeSantis finally goes all in with most vile law yet. Uh, it will give Florida courts temporary jurisdiction to intervene and halt procedures for out-of-state children. Uh, you have actually some states in this country that want to be a haven for these types of procedures. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Troy. Hey, listen, it's finally happened in Florida. Ron DeSantis has signed SB 254, uh, which is a bill that basically outlaws uh, gender reassignment surgery for minors in the state of Florida, makes that illegal. Uh, this bill is remarkably horrifying. It has a lot of vague language that could lead to a lot of um, unintended consequences. But the most striking thing about this is that it allows the state of Florida to temporarily take custody of trans children. Like several bills he calls the Let Kids Be Kids package. There are five of them. Here's what they change. Gender transition treatments for minors are banned. Florida will have temporary emergency jurisdiction to halt procedures for kids from out of state. Children are banned from adult performances, including drag shows. Meanwhile, students must use the bathroom based on their sex assigned at birth. The same applies to pronoun use in schools. And last year's parental rights and education law is now expanded through the eighth grade. You have a movement amongst, I would say, rogue elements of the medical establishment uh, to do things that uh, is basically the mutilation of minors. I mean, they're trying to do sex change operations on minors, giving them things like puberty blockers and doing things that are irreversible uh, to them. And that is not based on science. Uh, that is not based on evidence. In fact, you have had countries that have tried to do this in Europe and they recognize this was very harmful. And so now they don't do it, places like Sweden. And yet here in the United States, you have a very, um, I would say, ideologically charged small group of folks within medicine that are really pushing these types of procedures on minors. Uh, we think that that is wrong. In Florida last year, we...
Downtown Florida to uh, call for his removal. Right. Delete tweet took action so that uh, no physician that does those procedures are going to be able to keep their medical license. So that's gone if you do this, which is great. Uh, it will give Florida courts temporary jurisdiction to intervene and halt procedures for out-of-state children. Uh, you have actually some states in this country that want to be a haven for these types of procedures and even welcome minors without their parents' consent into some of their jurisdiction. We're obviously doing the opposite here. The language is in the bill. It defines gender reaffirming care as serious physical harm, which is language in Florida that, that is essentially tantamount to child abuse, which would allow uh, a child to be removed from their home. So children receiving gender affirming care could be considered child abuse in the state of Florida, and those children could be temporarily removed from their home and taken into custody by the state. It also gives state courts the power to modify uh, out-of-state custody agreements. So if you have uh, a child with a parent in Florida and a parent in another state, it gives the, the Florida courts the power to uh, take custody temporarily of that child in Florida, even if they're not from Florida. Theoretically, if you had parents split on whether or not a child should be receiving gender-affirming care in Florida, the parent could the, the parent that doesn't approve could sue under this law and be granted immediate custody of that child, citing the fact that once again Florida considers gender-affirming care to be to be causing serious physical harm to the child. That parent could cite that and be awarded custody of that child in Florida. This is absolutely horrifying. It's tantamount to kidnap by the state. Uh, it allows the state of Florida to take people's children away uh, simply for uh, seeking gender affirming care. And let's be clear gender affirming care is anything from puberty blockers to uh, unwanted body hair removal. Uh, if, young, if young girls, uh, receive, uh, you know, uh, body hair removal that could be considered gender affirming care. Many states have been enacting uh, anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ laws over the past couple of years, but this is by far the most extreme. This is a horrifying law. Uh, it also he also signed a flurry of other laws uh, mandating that ch uh, children use that people use the bathroom of the sex that they were born with. Uh, so even though a fully transitioned trans man uh, must now use the woman's bathroom because they were born a woman, having sort of the opposite intended consequence of, of what these people think is going to happen. They're also forcing children uh, to use pronouns in public schools. They must use the pronouns uh, associated with the sex at, at when they were born. Uh, so talk about the party. 
Talk about the party of small government. You now have the Republican government in Florida telling parents um, what health care they can provide their children, threatening to take children away from parents because of some culture war issues, uh, threatening to kidnap children uh, based on the health care decisions that parents and their doctors make with the children, with their minor children. You also have the government telling people what they are allowed to call themselves in terms of their pronouns. It's absolutely horrifying. It's, it's absolutely uh, ridiculous that these people still consider themselves to be the party of small government. There is undoubtedly um, a lot of questions about the constitutionality of this law, uh, but for now, Ron DeSantis has just made uh, kidnapping legal in the state of Florida. This bill allows the state of Florida to take children away from their parents, allows for kidnapping, state-endorsed kidnapping in the state of Florida simply for children who are receiving gender-affirming care, simply for minors who are transitioning uh, to another gender. This punishes trans youth. This is part of an ongoing uh, uh, genocidal movement against the trans community, community in red states. Uh, and this is the most extreme law to date that we've seen as part of that genocidal effort against the trans community and the larger LGBT community as a whole. So we will keep an eye on this. Uh, like I said, it does not, this does not seem to be constitutionally uh, uh, appropriate by, by any means, but for now, kidnapping is legal in the state of Florida, the state-sponsored kidnapping. For my just touch, this is Troy. Remember, smash that subscribe button to keep supporting independent media. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. unintended consequences but the most striking thing about this is that it allows the state of florida to temporarily take custody of trans children like several bills he calls the let kids be kids package there are five of them here's what they change ginger transition treatments for minors are banned florida will have temporary emergency jurisdiction to halt procedures for kids from out of state children are banned from adult performances including drag shows meanwhile students must use the bathroom Based on their sex assigned at birth, the same applies to pronoun use in schools. And last year's parental rights and education law is now expanded through the eighth grade. You have a movement amongst, I would say, rogue elements of the medical establishment uh, to do things that uh, is basically the mutilation of minors. I mean, they're trying to do sex change operations on minors giving them things like puberty blockers and doing things that are irreversible uh, to them. And that is not based on science. Uh, that is not based on evidence. In fact, you have had countries that have tried to do this in Europe and they recognize this was very harmful. And so now they don't do it, places like Sweden. And yet here in the United States, you have a very, um, I would say, ideologically charged small group of folks within medicine that are really pushing these types of procedures on minors. Uh, we think that that is wrong. In Florida last year, we took action so that uh, no physician that does those procedures are going to be able to keep their medical license. So that's gone if you do this, which is great. Uh, it will give Florida courts temporary jurisdiction to intervene and halt procedures for out-of-state children. 
you have actually some states in this country that want to be a haven for these types of procedures and even welcome minors without their parents' consent into some of their jurisdiction. We're obviously doing the opposite here. The language is in the bill. It defines gender reaffirming care as serious physical harm, which is language in Florida that, that is essentially tantamount to child abuse, which would allow uh, a child to be removed from their home. So children receiving gender-affirming care, it could be considered child abuse in the state of Florida, and those children could be temporarily removed from their home and taken into custody by the state. It also gives state courts the power to modify uh, out-of-state custody agreements. So if you have uh, a child with a parent in Florida and a parent in another state. It gives the Florida courts the power to uh, take custody temporarily of that child in Florida, even if they're not from Florida. Theoretically, if you had parents split on whether or not a child should be receiving gender-affirming care in Florida, the parent, could, the, the parent that doesn't approve could sue. under this law and be granted immediate custody of that child citing the fact that once again okay. Florida considers gender affirming care to be to be causing serious physical harm to the child the, that parent could cite that and be awarded custody of that child in Florida this is absolutely horrifying it's tantamount to kidnap by the state uh, it allows the state of Florida to take people's children away uh, simply for uh, seeking gender-affirming care. And let's be clear, gender-affirming care is, uh, is anything from puberty blockers to uh, unwanted body hair removal. Uh, if, young, if young girls... Uh Uh, receive, uh, you know, uh, body hair removal, that could be considered gender-affirming care. Many states have been enacting uh, anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ laws over the past couple of years, but this is by far the most extreme. This is a horrifying law. Uh, it also, he also signed a flurry of other laws uh, mandating that ch uh, children oh, use, that people use the bathroom of the sex that they were born with. Uh, so even though a fully transitioned trans man uh, must now use the woman's bathroom because they were born a woman, having sort of the opposite intended consequence of, of what these people think is going to happen, they're also forcing children uh, to use pronouns in public they schools. They must attacked. use the pronouns uh, associated with this sex at, at when they were born. Uh, so talk about the party. Talk about the party of small government. You now have the Republican government in Florida telling parents um, what health care they can provide their children, threatening to take children away from parents because of some culture war issues, uh, threatening to kidnap children uh, based on the health care decisions that parents and their doctors make with the children, with their minor children. Yeah. You also have the government telling people what they are allowed to call themselves in terms of their pronouns. It's absolutely horrifying. 
it's it's absolutely uh, ridiculous that these people still consider themselves to be the party of small government. There is undoubtedly uh, a lot of questions about the constitutionality of this law, uh, but for now, Ron DeSantis has just made uh, kidnapping legal in the state of Florida. This bill allows the state of Florida to take children away from their parents, allows for kidnapping, state-endorsed kidnapping in the state Fuck of Florida, them. simply for Get children out of who office. are receiving gender-affirming care, simply for minors who are transitioning uh, to another gender. This punishes trans youth. This is part of an ongoing uh, uh, genocidal movement against the trans community, community in red states. Uh, and this is the most extreme law to date that we've seen as part of that genocidal effort against the trans community and the larger LGBT community as a whole. So we will keep an eye on this. Uh, like I said, it does not. This does not seem to be constitutionally uh, uh, appropriated by, by any means. But for now, kidnapping is legal in the state of Florida. State-sponsored kidnapping. For my touch, this is Troy. Remember, smash that subscribe button to keep supporting independent media. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report. And continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. That's really fucked up. How you guys doing, huh? How you guys doing? Shiki poos. Valentine about a mirror Bad boy of the K O K G B. Bad boy.
we can show mm, two hours ago, Mark Perjury Trader Green's public meltdown. The party's hanging by a thread. The party is hanging. The party's hanging by a thread. Democratic Representative Jamal Bowman laughed at Marjorie Taylor Greene on the steps of the Capitol, and now she's trying to shed white tears and paint herself uh -huh. as the victim. But the only problem is their whole interaction was filmed by multiple journalists and staffers. How you guys doing, huh? Representative Jamal Bowman is truly a force to be reckoned with. The man is a national treasure when it comes to calling out these MAGA lunatics. I mean, let's just take a look at what he's done this year. After the school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee, Bowman, who is a former educator, called out the gun-broken MAGA extremist Thomas Massey in the halls of the Capitol. And then after Donald Trump was arraigned on 34 felony counts in New York City, Bowman called out Marjorie Taylor Greene for even showing up to her five-minute unsanctioned rally. Now let's talk about the truth! Now let's talk about the truth! Get out of here! Get out of here! We're going to come back to this moment in a bit, but Marjorie Taylor Greene ran away with her right-wing reporter boyfriend, Brian Glenn, so fast that she couldn't even get her victim story straight. We were swarmed, uh, unbelievably swarmed. And then, of course, guess who was out there, Brian? Uh, you, you saw uh, the, the people that bring their whistles. They bring all kinds of instruments to make loud noise. And what it is, is it's assault. It's assault <laughs> on your ears. It's, it's um, you know, it causes audible damage to your ears. I don't know about you, but uh, methinks the lady don't protest too much. She even went on different right-wing media outlets like the Charlie Kirk show saying that counter-protesters were bumping the car. And the only problem with that narrative is that there were literally NYPD officers surrounding the car to prevent that very thing from happening. We had a large uh, counter-protest behind the car. Uh, they were bumping the car and so, far, so forth, so we had to pull away. It's, um, it's a chaotic scene down there. It is unbelievable. Uh, people, you know, just horrible people. This is also the same <laughs> event where protesters caused George Santos to run away crying. I I'm doing nothing. I'm leaving. Are you coming back at all later? No, because you guys make it unbearable. And speaking of George Santos and multiple felonies, after the House voted down a measure to expel Santos, Bowman was outside the Capitol heckling Santos to resign. I'm confident that I will fight to clear my name. Why do you deserve another term in Congress? If I could, if I could understand you over my time screaming here. The reality and then right after that very moment, Marjorie Taylor Greene actively chose to engage with Jamal Bowman, which just goes to show you that some people are unable to learn from their mistakes. No more QAnon! No more, no more dead feeling nonsense. Come on now, save the party. Save the children. Do something about guns. Right, the 
replay this beautiful moment from AOC. You know what? Let's just play that moment one more time. So within the span of a few minutes on the Capitol steps, Jamal Bowman heckled George Santos and owned Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't know about you, but I think we call that a BOGO. And just like her pathetic visit to New York City, Marjorie Taylor Greene is now trying to spin that what happened on the Capitol steps didn't actually happen the way that everyone saw it happen. There were so many people filming their interaction that you could watch it from multiple angles, like this one. Come on now! Save the party! Uh, save, save America! The save the children! Save the Do something about guns! Or this one. We gotta save the party! Listen, no more QAnon! No more madness! No more dead killing nonsense! Or this one too. No, no, we don't know the new. I don't know. That's Fox News. That's Fox News. Listen, I need you to save the party. <laughs> save the party. There are so many angles that you could actually map them to create a 360 degree perspective. And as a result of the interaction on the Capitol steps, Marjorie Taylor Greene decided that she had to hold a press conference. Jamal Bowman was down there cursing at me, telling me to get the F out of there. And he was leading the mob right outside the vehicle I was sitting in. We have this all on video. Marjorie Taylor Greene is talking about Trump's arraignment in New York City, to which Bowman never cursed at her or told her to get the F out of there. That would actually be other New Yorkers who were totally in their right to do so. You know, because of the First Amendment and all. Actually, I'm sorry, there's one small correction. Bowman did say get the hell out of there. New York City stood up! to Marjorie Taylor Greene to get today to let her know, get the hell out of here. Don't open one word in our freaking city. Never thought Republicans would ever get triggered by the word hell, but hey, what do I know? According to Marge, calling someone a white supremacist is like saying the N-word. But I will tell you what's on video. is Jamal Bowman shouting at the top of his lungs, cursing, calling me a horrible, calling me a white supremacist, which I take great offense to. That is like calling a person of color the N-word, which should never happen. Calling me a white supremacist is equal to that, and that is wrong. Just so we're clear, calling someone a white supremacist is nowhere close to calling someone the N-word. Well, unless the N-word stands for Nazi, then yeah, white supremacist is pretty much the same thing. Also, is it just me, or do white supremacists get really offended when you call them white supremacists? And look, I'm just making a suggestion, but maybe if they don't want to be called white supremacists, then they should stop saying and doing white supremacist things. We are honored, we are humbled and excited to welcome to the stage right now for our first speech, and we love to get to know her much better. I think this is going to be the beginning of something great. The representative from Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene.
canceled Americans. Make sure to keep calling them white supremacists. Also, Jamal Bowman never called Marjorie Taylor Greene a white supremacist when she was in New York City. This is what he actually said. I was born and raised in New York City. This is the city that I love. It's a city focused on hard work and love for all people. We will never accept hateful rhetoric in our city. Any rhetoric that is divisive, any rhetoric that uplifts white supremacy, we are pushing back against that in all its forms. Believe it to Marjorie Taylor Greene to lie and play victim. And Marjorie Taylor Greene trying to act all innocent is hilarious since all of the anti-Semitic, Islamophobic, homophobic, transphobic, and racist remarks that she's made are all well documented. I mean, she filmed them herself. I know a ton of white people that are as lazy and sorry and and probably worse than black people I know. Marjorie Taylor Greene's history of bigotry is longer than a CVS receipt. But if I'm being honest, I find her complaint a bit rich because if you remember, before she was Congresswoman, she harassed AOC and her staff by screaming through AOC's office mail slot. Marjorie Taylor Greene chased and harassed David Hogg, a survivor of the Parkland School shooting, and then claimed that he was a crisis actor. She's the same person who on two separate occasions stood up, booed, and yelled while President Biden was speaking. And when it comes to the Capitol steps, Marjorie Taylor Greene literally started a screaming match with Democrats over an abortion rights bill, so she can save it with the fake innocence routine. At, on the Capitol steps yesterday, he was the one that approached me. And wouldn't you know it, Marjorie Taylor Greene is lying again. Jamal Bowman is seen here walking down the steps as he heckles George Santos. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is seen here at the bottom of the video walking towards the foot of the steps. Man, I'm so glad we checked the footage like Marge recommended. But I believe the most disgusting part of this whole press conference is how Marjorie Taylor Greene tries to shed her little white tears and then blame the angry black man. What, what concerns me about Jamal Bowman is he has a history of aggression, um, not just towards others, but towards me in particular. And I'm very concerned about it. I think there's a lot of concern about Jamal Bowman. So, and, and I am concerned about it. I feel threatened Karen. by him. Um, he not only led a bob, mob there, but his boisterous lies. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure if we watched it one more time, you would see that Jamal Bowman was neither threatening or aggressive. Marjorie Taylor Greene chose to engage with Jamal Bowman. She smiled, she laughed, she failed at starting an impeach Biden chant, and then she just walked away. But I believe the one person who can best call attention to her white supremacist tactics is Jamal Bowman himself. Marjorie Taylor Greene in her press conference said something incredibly dangerous and incredibly reckless about me talking about my demeanor as being aggressive and saying that she feels intimidated by me. So unfortunately, this country has a history of characterizing black men who are outspoken, who stand their ground, and who push back as being threatening or intimidating. So she's not even using a dog whistle. She's using a bullhorn to put a target yeah. on my back to the people that she refers to as MAGA people out there who might want to cause harm. This is the same reason why Mike Brown was killed. This is one of the reasons why Emmett Till was killed. And throughout history, black men have continued to be characterized as aggressive because one, because of our skin color, but two, because we happen to be outspoken and passionate about certain issues. Marjorie Taylor Greene knows exactly what she's doing and she used her press conference as retaliation for getting mocked and laughed at. Though, it's not Bowman's fault that she's a joke. No one takes her or the GOP seriously. They spend their time banning books, attacking women's rights, not seeing the LGBTQ plus community as human, not lifting a finger when school children are slaughtered by guns, 
And on top of all of that, they make sure to protect white supremacists and traitors. The Republican Party holds the majority in various state governments as well as the U.S. House of Representatives. And guess what? They still can't accomplish shit. So when I see someone like Jamal Bowman mocking these clowns, I say, good. And whenever Republicans are confronted, mocked, and or laughed at for their policies or for attacking others, they melt like a snowflake. Well, until next episode, I'm Dick Sanchez, and this has been... What was that? If you enjoyed today's episode and want to support the work that goes into creating the What Was That Show, you can join my Patreon at whatwasthatshow.com. You'll get access to early episodes, exclusive bits, behind-the-scenes content, access to the show's private Discord, as well as live Q&As to connect directly with me to offer up comments, questions, and suggested topics to be featured on the show. Thanks again for watching, and I hope to see you over on Patreon. Got the stuff. Everything I touch turned to gone. I said, Trump executive gets final warning. Michael Popak, legal AF. Alvin Bragg, Manhattan DA, is not done with Alan Weisselberg. The disgraced felon, five and a half month jailed former CFO. Chief Financial Officer for the Trump Organization dating back 50 years. If anybody knows where all the bodies are buried and all the books are cooked at the Trump Organization with Donald Trump, it's Alan Weisselberg. And there's a two-year pressure campaign that's coming to a head by the Manhattan DA's office to get Alvin, uh, Alan Weisselberg to testify and flip on Donald Trump. It hasn't worked so far. He was willing Alan Weisselberg to go into jail at Rikers Island for five and a half months to cover for his boss. Although he did give testimony, which was favorable to the prosecution, against the Trump Organization entities that resulted in a 17-count felony conviction by a jury in Manhattan of the Trump Organization entities related to tax fraud. What, how, does, how does Alvin Bragg get Alan Weisselberg to testify now, finally, about the broader case against Trump related to loan fraud, tax fraud, insurance fraud? Perjury. There is, there is new reporting that Alan Weisselberg, in giving an interview to the New York Attorney General Letitia James's office, remember she's got a $250 million civil fraud case against Trump, Alan Weisselberg, Ivanka, the, the other kids, and, and the Trump Organization, that is in New York State Supreme Court going to trial in October, that he gave an interview a year or two years ago to Letitia James's office, and that Alan Weisselberg during that interview lied, and that there was, and that they know they can prove intentional, uh, willful false statement under oath to the New York Attorney General. That's a crime. That's a criminal perjury crime. And listen, as as late as February or March of this year, we reported on the Midas Touch Network and on Legal AF, the podcast that I co-anchor on Wednesdays and Saturdays. We already reported that Alan Weisselberg's then lawyers, because he's now replaced them, but his then lawyers, Nick Gravanti, was given a presentation by the New York, uh, by the Manhattan DA, laying out new potential crimes against uh, his client that he was subject to. Now, what's happened since then? Nick Gravanti got fired by Alan Weisselberg. There's a lot of pressure and a lot of tension 
between Alan Weisselberg, who's trying to save his skin and not go to jail for the rest of his life, he's in his late 70s and of ill health, and the uh, Trump Organization lawyers led by Susan Necklace, because they didn't like the fact that Alan Weisselberg sat with the prosecutors to prepare his testimony and, and uh, cooperated in other ways against the Trump Organization. And they didn't like the fact that Nick Gravanti brokered that deal in order to get his client as uh, less amount of jail time as possible. Nick Gravanti's gone, and he's been replaced uh, so far. The new lawyer that's been brought in is uh, Seth Rosenberg at Claim in Rosenberg in New York. What's their claim to fame? Well, they're a well-known uh, white-collar criminal defense firm in Manhattan. One of uh, Rosenberg's partners successfully represented Matt Gates in getting him out from under the sex trafficking crimes. So that's that law firm. That's the new law firm for Alan Weisselberg that is interfacing with the Manhattan DA. But the reporting now is the Manhattan DA is playing hardball. They're tired after two years of not getting any of the insiders to flip in their favor to go after Donald Trump for the bigger case of, of loan fraud and tax fraud. And they're focused again on a pressure campaign on Alan Weisselberg using potential perjury charges against him to get him to cooperate. Look, this guy doesn't want to go back to jail. When he was on the stand during the Trump Organization criminal trial, he said that it was that uh, they asked him if he was embarrassed to be um, testifying about the tax fraud that he committed. You know, the apartments and uh, school tuition for his grandchildren and uh, taxis and apartments, car rentals and all that, that he didn't pay taxes on that nobody paid taxes on. It was all under the table. They asked him if he was embarrassed to be testifying about all that. And he said, more than you will ever know. Right? And uh, then he went off to Rikers Island in an orange jumpsuit for five and a half months. <laughs> this guy doesn't want to go back to jail. And, and despite the fact that Trump Organization threw him a birthday party before he went into Rikers Island, and it's signaling to him, we'll take care of you, you know, like any good uh, uh, mobster you know, mafia-type family. They'll take care of him if, if he testifies in their favor. And this is like Godfather 2 or Godfather 1. Alan Weisberg's got to make his own deal. Unless he wants to die in prison, never see his grandchildren's family again, he's going to have to play ball with the Manhattan DA's office. And they'll finally get what they've been looking for from almost day one of Alvin Bragg's tenure as, as Manhattan DA, a cooperating witness who doesn't have some of the other baggage that somebody like Michael Cohen has. Now, Michael Cohen's already testified in the Manhattan DA's office notes that there's no financial dealings, no money flow, no payments made in that organization that Alan Weisselberg didn't know about and approve. All money ran from Trump through Weisselberg out the door. And all money was accounted for on the books and records of the Trump organization through Alan Weisselberg. So he is obviously a key witness. He was involved with Stormy Daniels and the hush money payment and how that payment for $130,000 was repaid to Michael Cohen up to $400,000 in terms of a bonus. That was paid through Alan Weisselberg. How that was recorded on the books and records, which is the heart of the criminal case against Donald Trump right now, the 34th count felony uh, indictment against him, is books and records entries approved by Alan Weisselberg. The whole case at the civil side brought by Letitia James, the New York Attorney General, for 